you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 115 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's show, well, there was a baseball game, so we're going to talk about that for a little bit. The A's beat the Rangers, so I'm going to get to that in the first segment here, but uh, usually in the second segment, I've been doing the West Watch, but, uh, you know, covering the AL West as a whole and giving standings and all that stuff, Um, but there, there were no AL West games today, partially because of Tropical Storm Laura which, as I've noted before, postponed the Angels and Astros game. But uh, also, there was uh, some other stuff that happened in the sports world. So I'm going to get into all that stuff in the second segment, talk about the NBA and WNBA players doing a fantastic job in, you know, social media and just the world today. So kudos to them. I want to talk about that, uh, why they're protesting too. Uh, I'm not going to give you a lot of details because you should not be getting news from me. That's, uh, I'll give you baseball news. I'm not going to be giving you, you know, news news. So that's all coming up in the second segment for you guys. Uh, But first, please follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions, questions for us, please send them to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Um, so let's talk about the game real quick. Uh, I was a little bit distracted. I was writing my dissertation for the second pa- uh, second segment here. But, uh, you know, I, I watched a decent amount of the game. I saw that, you know, the big play uh, at first, which got the A's down one to nothing, was Barreto's seemingly misplay on the, the double steal that the A's pulled, or that the Rangers pulled. Sean Murphy's throw came in a little bit high to second base, but Barreto seemed a little bit late to covering the base. Uh, maybe he's too short to get the ball anyway. I don't know. But, uh, you know, some people were mad, and I was like, eh, you know, he, he doesn't play that much. This poor guy. It, this is, and he struck out three times, and he got pulled for Tony Kemp as a pinch hitter. So... You know, I, I feel like Frank Lombardo's days as an Oakland Athletic are probably numbered um, just because they don't have a spot for him. They, they're a playoff contending team that does not have a spot for somebody to figure it out at the major league level right now. And that's what he needs. He just needs time. I think he's going to still be a decent player. Uh, he just needs, you know, reps and all that stuff because he, he can do it at AAA. He can do it at AA, obviously. He can do it in spring training when he's facing, you know, minor league pitching. But at the major league level, I just don't know that he's there yet. And the only thing that's going to help is playing time, and the A's don't have that. So, uh, for And he's also out of options, so he's either going to be eating up a roster spot for the next foreseeable future or... They can use him as like a sweetener because he hasn't shown much at the major league level. So they can use him as a sweetener in another trade. Be like, hey, we're going to give you this per- you know, this prospect, which is nice. And then also Franklin Barreto. And then we get blank. And I think that that's how he's probably going to be used. Either at the trade deadline here in the next uh, four days or uh, over the winter offseason. Not the summer offseason, the winter offseason. That's still a thing, I think. Uh, so anyways, yeah. So Barreto had that misplay, struck out three times. Not a great showing for him. It was his first start of the season, and we are more than halfway through the season. So, uh, you know, you feel bad for the guy as a person. I'm like, hey, yeah, I, I know that he's struggling. And, you know, as a fan, you're like, ah, darn it. But at the same time, he's not getting the same shake that everybody else is. Vimeo Machin, Rule 5 pick, he's much better with the bat. I, I like seeing Vimeo Machin. I want to see him play more. I keep saying that. Uh, there's not room for him either, but I like him. And I think that he has a spot on the team long term. But um, 
yeah, they, they're just not giving uh, Frank Lombardo a shot, and that kind of sucks. Uh, moving on with the other scoring, Steve Muscotti had another big hit. He tied the game 1-1 to with a single that scored Marcus Simeon from second base. Uh, there had been two walks. He uh, got that hit, and then uh, other things happened, so that was nice. Uh, these other two runs were... They didn't do anything to earn them, so that's why I'm laughing. Uh, the A's got a run on a wild pitch with the bases loaded, which was nice and fun in the sixth, in the same sixth inning where uh, Steven Biscotti had his thing. And uh, Robbie Grossman was hit by a pitch with the bases loaded in the eighth. The A's had the bases loaded with nobody out in the eighth inning, came away with one run because Robbie Grossman got hit by a pitch. So the A's inability to score in big situations and really blow games open continues. Um, I know that they had a big game on Tuesday night. That was a lot of fun to watch. They need to do that more consistently. Maybe have like a 6-3 game or something like that. That'd be nice. I'd appreciate that. Uh, But we got to give credit to Mike Fires. He did great. He got the win. He's 4-1 on the season. He went six innings pitched, gave up one unearned run. He allowed just three hits while walking two and striking out seven. He's been throwing basically a quality start every time he goes out, and that is uh, six innings pitched and three earned runs or fewer. He he went five and one-third, uh, I think, his last start before this one. So, I mean, he's like averaging almost a quality start. It's close. So... Good on him. And uh, Mike Fires last year, he struggled in March and April and then threw together four straight months of a sub three ERA. I feel like we forget about that. He goes on these weird little tangents where he's just like, hey, guess who's elite now? It's me. Maybe not elite. He's really, really good now. Uh, so maybe he's just on one of those stretches. I'd really appreciate that because uh, usually these stretches end with like a rough September or something like that to kind of inflate his ERA for the whole season. Uh, he had one bad start last September against the Astros. He went one inning, gave up nine runs. You know, the Frankie Montas of Arizona from uh, last week. Something like that. And it kind of just skews his whole season ZRA because he was doing pretty good. He had like a 3-5 and then he ended up close to 4. So, you know, that that's how that works. Uh, hopefully he avoids that bugaboo because the season's shorter and there's like maybe two months left if the A's go like all the way to the end. So uh, I, I think that he's got it at him. He's a little bit older. So, you know, I know that there's uh, some uh, some work at play there with, you know, battling father time and batters. But I think that, you know, he, he could be a viable starter, hopefully. I, I would like that. Maybe he's the fourth starter we're looking for. The fourth starter we've been clamoring for was in our rotation all along. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the hope, at least. Uh, Anyways, so it is unclear if the A's and Rangers are going to play on Thursday, uh, which I'll get into the why of all that stuff in the second segment. But uh, Bob Melvin said post-game, you know, on TV, that uh, the team is going to talk about whether or not to play in the coming hours or in the morning or something like that. They're going to talk about it. So I don't know if they're going to be playing on Thursday, but if they do, it's at like 3 o'clock. So that's fun. 3.30. 3.30. It's one of those two. Also, uh, after the game, Susan Slusser reported that A.J. Puck is scheduled to throw 30 pitches to hitters on Friday, so maybe he's going to be back in the bullpen next week when they face... Is it Seattle? I think it's Seattle. I tried looking it up on MLB.com. Didn't load. Tried looking it up on the app. Didn't load. So I'm going to say that it's Seattle after Houston. I, I'm not positive on that, but I'm going to go with Seattle. Anyway, so with the win and nobody else playing besides the A's in Texas in the division, the A's are 22-10. and 10. They sit atop the AL West. Uh, Houston didn't play. They're 17 and 14 still. They are now four and a half games back after the A's win. Seattle, they moved into third place by staying still. They are 12 and 19, nine and a half games back of the A's. The Rangers fall 10 games back of the A's. They are now 11 and 19. And the Angels also didn't play. They are 10 and 22, 
those poor guys. Um, and they are 12 back of the A's. So they're going to have a big fire sale, I assume. Uh, Brian Goodwin's probably getting traded. I said that yesterday, but you know he, he's still probably getting traded. Uh, if they want to trade Dylan Bundy, that'd be silly because he's a pitcher, and that's the only thing they need is pitchers. So they'd really have to get blown away to throw Dylan Bun- Bundy into a trade because they need pitching, and he's a pitcher, and they got him for one more year. And, I mean, why not try and re-sign him? I don't know. I, they've been throwing money at guys, though. I don't know. Maybe he's a, you know guy that they're like, hey, we fixed him and now we can get a better return for him and get some other major league pieces that are good. I, You don't want to trade for bullpen pieces. You got to develop those because those things are fickle. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, but the Angels are going to be trading people. So except for Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and Anthony Rendon and end of list, maybe. <laughs> no, they're probably not going to trade David Fletcher either. He is a uh, he is not a arbitration eligible for another couple of seasons. He's not a free agent until 2025. But, uh, I mean, the value on him is sky high right now. They should really trade him to, like, the National League. Not even, like, a, a team that never plays the A's. That'd be great. I'd really appreciate that. He's 26. He's doing, he's too old for the Angels. He needs uh, to play somewhere else. Tra- trade him for, like, a bunch of pitching because he's, like, MVP caliber against the A's. So trade him for, like, an entire rotation full of starters. And, you know, I think that that'd be a good deal. So, Angels, uh, Billy Epler, get, get on that. Um, all right, so that's going to be it for this segment. In the second segment, we're talking about uh, all the everything that happened today. Uh, and by today, I mean Wednesday around the sports world. Uh, m- well, mostly NBA and WNBA stuff. There's a couple of MLB teams that took part as well, but uh, I'll be just giving you guys a little bit of an overview on the whole thing. So that's coming up for you guys here in just a minute. But first, we're going to talk about Belt Bar. They are the best tasting protein bar ever. That is at the top of this piece of paper, and I happen to agree, actually. They are tasty little treats. Uh, the improved Belt Bar is even more deliciouser. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, and they have six new flavors that we are all very excited about. They have caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They also have their original flavors, so if you are familiar with Bilt Bar, those are all still there. So if you were just already excited about a delicious protein bar, what if I told you they're also healthy? Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. They have flavor profiles here, but I mean, do you even need those at this point? No, because they taste amazing. I said so, and I've had an entire box of them. Oh boy. They're delicious. And also, right now, Belt Bar is giving away free coolers with purchase. So while supplies last, they're giving away a little cooler for your little Belt Bars that are filled with protein and deliciousness. They're more deliciouser than ever. And uh, yeah, you get a little cooler for those. That's amazing. I really, I, I need to actually take part in this. Uh, I got one last time, and they, they, they reset the codes. So if you got Bilt Bars before, you can get them again with the same discount code that I'm going to give you here in one second. Uh, you go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON. That is one word, LOCKEDON. That's the name of the company that we uh, do podcasts for. The Locked On Podcast Network, part of, you know, that, that thing, Locked On. And uh, then you get $10 off your next order. So you go to BiltBar.com, enter code LOCKEDON, you get $10 off your next order. Just, it's that easy. Go get some protein, and it's delicious. All right, you are back with Locked On A's, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And occasionally here on Locked On A's, we do things that talk about social justice and what's going on in the world, which is what we're doing here in the second segment. Uh, before I get into that, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, feel free to email them to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Um, 
so so that I don't miss mince words, uh, I, I wrote down a bunch of things that I wanted to say. So here is what I have written down. Uh, honestly, I shouldn't be your source of information for what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and I'm not trying to be. This is a baseball podcast, and most of the time I'm just trying to have fun and talk about baseball. But these moments just keep popping up, and it does nobody any good to sweep them under the rug. That is what got us to this point in history in the first place. If you're unfamiliar with what happened in Kenosha, basically the facts are uh, a black man went to his car and an officer fired seven shots on, into his back. End of story. That's all you need to know. Uh, Jacob Blake is currently paralyzed from the waist down. Jacob Blake is the man that was shot. Uh, the officers were responding to a domestic violence report, which neighbors and witnesses say Blake was trying to de-escalate. So he was doing the cop's job before the cops got there. The cops got there. He started going to his car and then they shot him is basically what happened. So you can see why there's outrage right now, can't you? That's really all you need to know for me to explain the context of Wednesday's events in the sports world. Uh, seemingly out of nowhere, uh, reports just started pouring in around 1230, you know, our time in California, that the Orlando Magic were the only team on the court before their matchup with the Milwaukee Bucks, and speculation that the Bucks were simply just going to strike game five of their series with Orlando just started to circulate. So at that time, or at game time, uh, both teams were in their locker rooms, and there is video that I will link to in the show notes of an empty court aside from a couple of referees and Beyonce's freedom pl blaring in the background. Uh, it was very powerful. I thought that it was a great video and message, and it was it, it gave me chills, honestly. Um, so I'll link to that in the uh, in the show notes, and I'll also link to the song uh, by Beyonce, Freedom, in the show notes. So if you have Spotify, you can listen to Beyonce's Freedom, or, you know, yeah, I'm sure you've heard it by now. Beyonce, she's uh, she's well known. Um, so also many WNBA players, and I don't want them to get swept under the rug because the WNBA women have been fantastic speaking out for Black Lives Matter this entire time. And I feel like they get, you know, pushed to the side a little bit because, you know, the men's sports are doing something or, you know, Major League Baseball is doing kind of a job at it and their major league baseball is trash when it comes to this stuff but the wba women have been fantastic and they've been keeping the focus on black lives matter for their entire season and on wednesday the washington mystics who they're a team that i am unfamiliar with i i don't watch a lot of wmba action but i i am inspired to now because of the fantastic women that they have in their sports and um so i, I need to but the washington mystics came out of their locker room with bullet holes painted on their white t-shirts, just red dots, just seven shots, you know, for the seven times that Jacob was shot. And, uh, you know, I thought that, that was a really powerful message. And Ariel Atkins spoke with the media. Uh, she is a player on the Washington Mystics. And she said, we're not just basketball players. When we go home, we're still black. And that's the sentiment that, you know, all of this is about. They're not just performers. They're not just there for our entertainment. They don't just get to clock in and clock out and go home. The NBA players and WNBA players have been in a bubble for our entertainment. That is true. They've been making sacrifices of, you know, not seeing their families so that they can play basketball games and try and offer the rest of us a little bit of a respite from the what's going on in the world, what's affecting their communities. And that's not fair, I don't think. So for them to sit out, that is completely justified and right. And that is what people should be doing right now. Calling attention to what's going on in the world because this is a gigantic moment in history and we are alive for it and we get to decide how it's going to go. And they're using their voices and the media that's at their disposal with them right now to 
try and affect change in their communities. And that's powerful, I think. They're just trying to call attention to the violence that these teams and players in both the NBA and WNBA said they wanted to bring attention to while in the bubble. They said that that was one of their goals in entering the bubble is to not cool off the tensions in communities, but to bring attention to what is going on in these communities. And they should be applauded for sticking to their word and delivering on that promise. So, uh, you know, kudos to everybody in both the WNBA and the NBA for using their voices and, you know, sitting out the playoffs or their regular season and, you know, paychecks that are coming their way to affect change. I I really, uh, you know, I admire that. And this is a moment for all of us to self-reflect uh, on where we can be better in our lives. Um, if you're an ally, reach out to family members and try to explain the situation to them and, you know, try and affect change that way because every person counts in this fight for true equality. And, uh, if you're not an ally, I'm not sure how you've made it this far into the podcast, but you know, that in itself is progress. So, I mean, kudos to you for making it this far. Listening to other viewpoints is a growth exercise. We should all always be trying to become a better version of ourselves and listening to others' experiences and taking them as valid is something we can all do more of. So, you know, if, if you're not necessarily on the Black Lives Matter, but you've made it this far into the podcast... Uh, good, good job. And, you know, keep keep doing that because that's what we need right now. So uh, I, I appreciate, you know, your, your time and listening to these little words. Um, so with all of this said, I'm just a little bit disappointed. Bring this back to baseball. I'm a little bit disappointed in the A's that they decided to play last night. Um, they're one of the only, if not the only teams in baseball with a Black Lives Matter, you know, logo still on their pitching mound in Oakland. And, you know, I'm now I'm just a little bit curious if it's still there because... They just didn't have a monetary opportunity to change it because, you know, I I thought, you know, Oakland was Black Lives Matter and that's what we do. And for them to not take a stand right here, it's a little bit disappointing. I know that after the game, they were saying that, you know, the time frame was short, so we didn't have time to make a decision. But I'm like, it's a pretty cut and dry situation, I think. Uh, You you either do or you don't. And maybe they'll change my mind on Thursday. I I don't know. But, um, you know. Hopefully it didn't come down to a monetary reason as to why the Black Lives Matter logo is still on the Oakland pitching mound. And it's more about, you know, social justice and uh, social reform and all that stuff. That would be great. Um, These are the Oakland A's and they're not representing the city of Oakland or many of their fans by playing on Wednesday. I was really hoping that they would take a stand and not play that game, but maybe they'll surprise me. I don't know. Um, most teams that sat out on Wednesday are playing doubleheaders on Thursday anyway, so even if that isn't an option, they can still afford to forfeit a game if they need to. They're up in the standings. They have like a 99% chance of making the playoffs. They they don't need the game. And sure, it, they would have lost a, you know, a full game to the Astros after they won on Wednesday night, but, you know... I don't think that the Houston Astros should be their number one concern right now. Uh, Plus, the A's have three games against Houston this weekend, weather permitting. So if they're allowed to play in Houston, then they they can, you know, just beat up on the Astros then and kind of take the division away from the Astros that way. They don't need to play every single game. Uh, The Cardinals aren't and because of COVID reasons. So, I mean, really, there was no reason that they had to play on Wednesday. It it didn't need a big discussion. It should have been Marcus Simeon and Chris Davis and Tony Kemp and any other person of color on the team. And there's roughly half the team is people of color. Uh, They could have just been like, no, we don't want to play today. End of story. So if you take their inaction from Wednesday and you couple that with Ryan Christensen's Nazi salute just a couple of weeks ago and... You know, it, it just, 
doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth if you're a if, if you're an A's fan. And there's been no repercussions for the Nazi salute. I, I mean, I don't want them to get fired or anything, but you know, something should have happened to that. It just got swept under the rug, and now we don't think about it until uh, you know. Astros fans are mad about something. They're like, oh, what about this? Uh, we, we should really be more proactive in this front, I believe. So uh, I, I I want better for my team is what I'm saying. Um, but I, I guess the rest of the news is that the Mariners, Padres, the Giants and Dodgers, and then the Reds and Brewers games were all postponed because of the strike. Uh, we're calling it a strike, not a boycott, because boycott is uh, different. This is a strike because they're doing it for reasons, not a boycott, because that's what happens when people like kneel and step in, they're like, ah, oh, I'm not going to watch this anymore. They're striking. So let's be clear about that. Uh, Milwaukee is just 43 minutes away from Kenosha where the shooting took place. Uh, the Mariners have the most black players of any team in baseball. The Dodgers are saying that they don't want to play a game until Mookie Betts is on board. So they're just standing behind their star player and uh, applaud them for that. That's, I mean, that's great. Um, they, they won't play without him and that's commendable. So I don't know when the Dodgers are going to be playing again. I guess they're scheduled for a doubleheader on Thursday, but whether or not that takes place, who, who's to say? Um, so yeah, that, that's what happened today. Um, it looks like the NBA season might just get called because the Lakers and Clippers said that they voted against playing the rest of the playoffs. So uh, if you take out two of the better teams and, you know, LeBron James out of the playoffs, can you really have a postseason? And the Bucks were already kind of, they started the whole thing. So that, that could be a third team. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. It, it's weird that it, as Jamel Hill tweeted out earlier, that the NBA season is getting called not due to COVID, but due to racism. So... Just keep that in mind, you guys. Uh, try and be better each and every day. Uh, try and learn from other people's experiences. Take them as valid. And, uh, you know, offer sympathy and compassion to those around you. That's that's all this takes. It's not hard. Just stop being dicks to one another. <laughs> it's, it's really that simple, you guys. Um, all right, so that's all I've got for you guys today. If you want to see change in the world, be that change. Uh, stay indoors. Celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I'll talk with you guys tomorrow.